Good morning, everybody. I hope that you're all well. And if you are feeling poorly, that you will make a swift and full recovery. Today, I've got the privilege of introducing um, a new series to you, a new mini series. After some prayer and reflection, we felt that it was right to spend some more time in prayer and more specifically looking at the Lord's Prayer. And we hope that in doing that, we will all find some comfort and some encouragement and even um, some challenge as well as we face unprecedented times. Um, I thought we'd begin by praying the Lord's Prayer together. I'm sure most of you know it. If you don't, then you can find it in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6, uh, verses 9 to 13, or you can Google it and it will come up. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us and lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours forevermore. Amen. We've decided to split the teaching on this prayer into five sections. Today, we're going to start with relating to God, our Father in heaven. And that will be followed by rejoice, receive, request and repent. Way back in history, when the Israelites were slaves in Egypt, God set up an incredible rescue plan. He called his servant Moses to return to Egypt and to stand before Pharaoh. And he commanded him to instruct Pharaoh to let his people go. But the way he referred to his people were as his son. They were, his son was to be set free in order to worship him. The, for the Israelites to be able to hold on to God as father was uh, reaching out a holding on to the promise of liberty and of hope. <coughs> From that time onwards, God chose to dwell with his people. First, in the tabernacle in the wilderness and then in the temple in Jerusalem. Ever since Eden, God has desired to dwell with his people and his people in turn have had to learn how to hallow him. <coughs> What's that got to do with the Lord's Prayer, you might ask? When Jesus instructs his disciples to call on God as Father, it is a call to invoke the God of that first exodus, but also of the new exodus. It's not simply a call to intimacy, but a call to revolution, not just a call to familiarity, but also to of hope. 
God was once again launching a rescue plan, but this time for the whole of humanity. And Jesus, that ultimate Davidic king, was giving us permission to lay claim to the promises of God for all mankind. In Isaiah 55 verse 1 we read, Come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters, you who have no money, come buy and eat. <coughs> It always amazes me that we have the right to call and address the creator of all living things as father. But that's what Jesus instructs us to do in this prayer. It is a gift. It's a gracious entitlement to us, the new people of God. We are to pray to our father, understanding both the history and the intimacy which the title brings. Wherever it is that we pray, sitting at our desks, on our sofa, going for a walk in the car, wherever, when we utter that one word, we are being transported into his holy presence. We do not need to pass some test. We cannot earn the right. It is a gift given in response to our trust in Jesus. <coughs> We never pray into a void or to a faceless deity. Our prayers are not wishes tossed out and left to fate, and they do not just disappear into the ether. But rather we address them to a Father God who loves us as his children. 1 John 3, 1 says, See what a great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. His desire for relationship with you and me brought him to the manger and to the cross, which we celebrated last weekend. And it's through his sacrifice that we too are brought out of slavery and into relationship with him. The work of Jesus on the cross did more than simply reconcile us with God. Both in the letter to the Romans and Galatians, we are told that we are adopted as sons and as such are seen as co-heirs with Christ himself. In Romans 8.15 it says, The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. As an aside, the word Abba has caused some confusion over the last few years, mainly because we don't have a direct translation for it. It's a word used by children for their father, something like daddy or papa today. But it's also a term of respect used by adult children for their fathers. Thus the word Abba richly expresses our relationship with God. We are dependent on him like little children. We are free to run to him as children run to their daddies. Yet we also offer God the love and respect of an adult to their father. 
The more we grow in relationship with him, the more we will hold together the diverse ways in which he is father to us. So we are children of God and co-heirs with Christ. But what are we heirs to? What is our inheritance? An eternity with a loving father one who always listens and is always available to us. One is faithful, even when we don't understand what's going on around us. One who promises to never turn his face away from us and one who's already proven that he loves us with a sacrificial love. When times are good and when times are very, very hard, like now, we have been given the right to cry, Father, Father, I need your help. Father, look out for this person. Father, sort out this situation. Father, thank you for doing this or doing that. Whatever it is, we can come to him with confidence, knowing he cares about our lives and the situations we face. When we come to pray, let us stop, take a breath, pause before we begin. Let's pause long enough to remember that we are about to come into Father God's presence, that we are coming face to face with our God. When we do this, we lessen the tendency to rush through our prayer list. We rather have the opportunity to experience a deep and personal experience of the love of God. We know our Father's love and care for us as we bring our needs and concerns before him. In this, our faith and hope grow, knowing that he is both listening and uniquely able to help. I don't know about you, but in this present situation, I've been at much more free time and therefore able to spend more time with God and in prayer. As well as praying for the COVID crisis, and here I recommend the 24-7 a prayer guide which takes you through an hour's prayer beautifully. Let us also pray for one another, that each of us can grow in our relationship with Father God that we would grow in our acceptance of his love for us and experience him to an ever deepening level of intimacy. Let's pray that we would take our adoption seriously and growing confidence coming before Father God until we can come before him just as Jesus did before us. <coughs> Coming as fellow sons and daughters and as apprentices, rolling up our sleeves, ready to be about our father's business. Now our cry becomes a faith-filled question. Father, I know that you're in control. What's your plan? How do I help? What's my part to play? Father, guide my prayers. Tell me who, tell me when. 
When we pray, Father, in this way, we join the revolution. And just as Jesus did in Gethsemane, we too must surrender his plans to rescue mankind. As we learn what it means to call God Father, we mustn't be surprised where it leads. It is a great act of faith. It is a bold faith risk. It means signing on for the kingdom of God, of being part of that rescue plan, of yet again seeing the slaves become sons. We are called to step out into a world full of pain and fear, where maybe all we want to do is hide our head in the sand. But we, his children, are to become the people through whom the pain of the world is held in the light of a loving Father God. Once we open our eyes, once we see our own adoption silhouetted by the suffering of the world, we cannot help but pray this prayer. Our Father in heaven, may your name be honoured. May your kingdom come. May your will be done. As in heaven, so on earth. Give us today the bread we need now and forgive us the things we owe as we too have forgiven what was owed us. Don't bring us into great trial, but rescue us from evil. <laughs> 